Your love is my love is my love is your love. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> any lyrics? It's, it's the review a new podcast. I always forget that part because it just like it just seems like it's just like the voice is just kind of like simmering in this lower level. You know, and also I remember like I didn't remember that that was her song, and so I had a moment where I was like looking at the song, like what is that? My love is your love, and I was like what? That was Whitney Houston because, you know, Whitney Houston up to that point had always been known for like doing powerhouse songs. Mm -hmm. So that one is like so low key that it's like, wait, what? Are you sure that's Whitney Houston? You know what I mean? You know, that was around the time when she was like winding down vocally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I think it it makes sense. You know, I forget how many Whitney Houston songs I actually know. Right. Banger after banger. Like Jesus Crow. I knew a lot more than I thought I did. Ladies and gentlemen, just to get into it, this is the Review New Podcast. This is the podcast where we typically look back on the films of our uh, favorite filmmakers. Uh, And today on this uh, wing, this season of the podcast, we're looking at Casey Lemons uh, and her oeuvre. um, Starting, I guess, let's go backwards because we're (laughs) we're starting with the latest movie that she did. And then we're going to be going backwards until we get to Ease By You. Or I'll just go to Ease By You next because one of the movies that she does is like a Christmas movie. And I kind of wanted to save it for christmas but i was like uh, i already had a request for something else uh, you know look it's my show i'll do it the way i want all right Goddamn. <laughs> there's no rules but my but rules yeah. exactly yeah Who, who's going to stop me <laughs> you know uh but yeah today we are looking at her latest picture uh whitney houston i want to dance with somebody a biopic uh, where, you know, we're looking, uh, going through Whitney Houston's life, definitely giving you the the Dewey Cox treatment, the, wait, you know, before he goes on stage for this performance, he has to think about his entire life and, right. you know, <laughs> going through that whole uh, ordeal. I was a little uh, underwhelmed just kind of coming out the gate with this one. Uh, it was one of those things where when I first saw it in theaters, I was kind of like, well, okay, just to give a little quick context, I had also, we were doing like a double feature where mm-hmm. we were watching the new movie Babylon, which was uber disappointing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. yeah. And then you had to go into this, huh? <laughs> yeah, that movie is kind of uh, going on about like, you know, its own hagiography, uh, but about Hollywood in general. And it was like super disappointing. So I think going after that one into this one, I ended up liking it a bit more as a, you know, hey, telling the truth about someone's story, you know, mm-hmm. and, and trying to give the real scoop on it. But yeah, maybe doing a little bit of uh, embellishments and da 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 da. But like with this one, it just comparatively, it was better. But then when I finally <laughs> kind of was able to just look at it myself, I, th- the flaws of it was really starting to show. And I was like, yeah, ah, man, I don't know how I feel about all this. <laughs> Yeah. But how did you feel? How did you feel going into it? All right. I say this as friend and co-host and peer that respects you. As I was sitting with my family and we watched the one of the trailers for it popped up while we were watching the Beauty and the Beast 30th celebration. That is a whole separate mm. podcast discussion. Um, uh, we were all like, I was like, hey, do y'all want to see that? They're like, nah. And I'm like, okay, me neither. So it's like, I, I say this with all due respect. I fully intended to never watch this movie. <laughs> I, and, so, and so here's the thing. Going in, I'm like, look, I, I'm going to try to put my bias aside and take it for what it is. Because I've been impressed by movies before. You know, I had like similar reservations about like the Batman to an extent or Zack Snyder's mm. Justice League. You know, there, I've had mm. movies where I'm just like, OK, well, you have to kind of do work to you have to do a little bit more to impress me. This mm. didn't. And I try to be more gracious <laughs> with like black casts and black directors. But 
man, I, I when I was done with it, I'm like, I was just, just nah. And then I'm like, I was holding up, like, <laughs> don't watch reviews, don't get other opinions. I don't want to go in with any bias. And I was really tempted to because I'm like, what? Well, here's my thing. It's Whitney Houston. You know, I know she wasn't a a person that like put a lot into her blackness career wise, but innately, like she's a black. Well, you know, performer. we we could talk about that. Yeah, we could. Talk yeah, about like, that, that, like that's also know, a plot point too. But yeah, yeah. But man, like, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a dark joke here, but like, Bobby and Whitney were not the only ones on coke. This movie <laughs> moves like getting right into it. This movie's pacing for two and a half hours is just light speed. Like, I know you have to get through a whole entire person's mm. life, but by the end of it, I'm like, this should have, you should have selena it and just made it a series man. because she has like, what a 30, 40 year career. Oh man. And I really do feel like there were so many moments where there, it it's just felt so like something was just fast. not connecting where it's just like, no, we just give this another pass. Like <laughs> the whole movie is just a, one of my, um, I was telling my friends, one of my friends about the experience. I'm like, if you want the experience, just open up all the tabs under her Wikipedia, scroll through it and play her greatest hits. And you'll have the same. Time. <laughs> like, While that's the, happening. Yeah. It's the exact same experience <laughs> for two and a half hours. Oh. I was like, I'm like, how did you have a movie that's two and a half hours long? But every instance is just like, this thing happens, that thing's happened, this thing happened, that. And so I can't even, I feel bad for Naomi Aki for on two fronts. Um, Who does a great job, I feel like. She, so I think I, she does a really good job. I'm a mixed bag about it because on the on yeah. the one hand, like, I don't think that when I, by the time I got about middle, halfway in, it hit me where I'm just like, I can't connect to her performance because mm. the script doesn't allow Whitney yeah. Houston to be a person. She's just a thing that yeah. things happen to. So I can't yes. actually enjoy yes. Naomi's perform. Like I'm like, she has great stage presence. Uh, unfortunately, right. she looks like Brandy. And I was one of the people uh, yeah. where I couldn't separate it from, from the movie. And I'm like, I'm sure she's a great talent. I can't know it because there were only... I can name maybe three parts where it came out. It was right. like the last 15 mm. minutes. She did. I think she did really okay. well. Um, her doing, practicing one of the routines with, uh, by the piano, that scene, I'm, I'm forgetting the song. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's the one where she's going through the whole, like with the light skin dude. Yeah. 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 There's that. It scene. was like and the, the three part song. Sweet. Yeah. Where she had to like hold for like 28 uh, bars and then, her in the radio booth. Those were the moments that stood yes, out. Like, okay, yes, she gets to act. Moment. Like when she, yeah. or like a couple scenes of her with uh, Bobby Brown in the movie. Like now she gets to act. I'm like, okay, there she goes. Cause I'm like, Whitney had fire to her. Like Whitney had sass yeah. from the little yeah, I remember yeah. about Whitney. And I'm like, it's nice to see those for the two yeah. minutes that she gets to act. Right. She doesn't, the script doesn't let her act. <laughs> By the way, folks, uh, patreon.com slash rap critic if you want to uh, support the podcast and uh, yes. hear stuff early, as well as ko-fi.com uh, uh, slash rap critic if you want to request a movie, uh, song, or stream for me to do, you know what I'm saying? Uh, get with it, act like you want it. I, I, I always forget to <laughs> remind myself to throw that in there, but <laughs> we were just so Don't going worry, into it. It's like, all right, we got to talk we'll about this shit. <laughs> they disrespecting the princess right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, and the thing is, it's like, it's not, I, I feel. I feel bad because when I step back and think about the cast, I'm like, the cast is pretty solid. 
It's just like yeah. the pacing. Yep, they're not given pearls before swine. Like, yeah, it's like you're not yeah. allowed to really have a performance that stick. Because I'm just like, for, even I think in my nose, I'm up front, I'm like, why does Whitney want to sing? Like, what? what is mm. I, I tried to think about it in the context of doing a biopic, you struggle because on the one hand, as an actor, you have to make this character of this person believable. But also the other stressor mm. is you have to act like somebody who literally was alive. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you're and constantly going like, to be compared to archive footage. Yeah, and also it was like they are, you know, a real person's life isn't like necessarily perfectly motivated and things like that, right? So you right. have to deal with like fitting that into a narrative that can flow. The thing is, it's just not a narr. It's like she's alive, and that like like my second note is that the pacing is fast as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, in terms of emotional beats as well, as we'll quickly get into, just with the introduction, like, I, I was just starting writing my notes, and I'm like, wow, I already feel like, yeah, we're just doing, uh, let's get through this, let's just get through this emotional right. beat. And it's like, this should be all about the emotion, what are you doing? <laughs> right, like, the the fact they, um, I'll give them this much minor bit of, like, leeway and credit, I'm surprised the, I guess at this point you have to because people have like harped on it so much in recent years. The introduction of like Robin right. Crawford as her um as her girlfriend and just like Whitney being you know bisexual and everything and like it, it will touch on like the conflicts back and forth and how yeah. they played that because it was so like touch and go with it. I'm just like yeah, wow. So they, much of they, this. I was like wow. They addressed the fact that Whitney was bi and okay we're at the next yeah. okay wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. This whole, it's like, like, did they ever have sex at some point? Or yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I, 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 I get they didn't want this to be like a, or here's the thing. I don't have to see not Whitney Houston. They, they don't want to make it scandal. Come here just to see the cracked out Whitney Houston. Yeah, like, I, like, I, I'm sure they wanted to give respect to her. Yeah. Right. But it's like, there's a lot of stuff that we're just flying through. And it's just like, it's it, uh, there. there is one thing I will say throughout the movie that this movie, um, I think we we briefly had this conversation way, way back when we were touching on like singers and R&B and just a personal talk. Whitney is one of the last generation, along mm. with like that Mariah Carey era singers yeah. Um, yeah. that Power were properly singers, trained yeah. in the church. Right. And mm -hmm. that's a constant conversation now about why a lot of the singers in R&B and pop don't sound as vocally strong so like SZA mm. dropped an album recently that I think is quite good but you compare SZA to Whitney and it's just no. an eclipse yeah. and I felt so bad I'm like that's right Whitney was one of that last era that had church training and like that was something yeah. that popped out is like how rigorous her mom was to get those vocals right for the church yeah I, I do like in a way how they started it with it yeah. being okay, you know, Sissy Houston in the church, you know, she's like the 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 leader of the group and kind of like, all right, here's my daughter doing a vocal solo and you know, her kind of looking over every now and then like, mm, you're adding a little trill in there. Mm, you're yep. adding a little little vocal accoutrements. What you doing? Why are you doing that? And then cutting to her, practicing with her and being like, we're going to do it again. You have right. to learn to be able to do the melody and understand why. Like I did like the little bit of a talk that the mom was giving like you have to understand like why you're singing. Every song tells a story. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's really good. That's actually like giving the laying the foundation for 
right. you know, uh, why she chooses the songs that she chooses and, and blah, blah, blah. But then I hated the emotional beat because it was like, okay, we're having this thing. Oh, the mom's a taskmaster. Kind of go like, no, you will sing it right. You can add in the little stuff later, but you have to make sure you actually know what's happening. And then the way the scene ends is like, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, because I wrote this uh, note down. Mm-hmm. She, so she's looking at the door and she's like, hey, you know, what are you doing looking at the door? You said you wanted to do this, so I, we're going to do it the right way. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And then she sings a little bit and then she kind of, Naomi Aki kind of like turns around and, and she goes like, I love you, mommy. And then she kind of leaves and the mom's just like, yeah. oh, you. All right. But, and it's like, what? No, I thought it was like. Yeah, Ben yeah. jumps over <laughs> to just like the, the whole Clive Davis thing. And and sissy, uh, you know, the, this I guess the next time they they perform at the uh, bar or nightclub or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like it just kind of jumps, and that this is the first inkling. Yeah, uh, in fact, just the way the movie starts, where it's like, oh, 1994 music awards, and it's like, oh, okay, why are we here? We're gonna show a little bit of like this part of her life, and then it's like, no, no, we're we're gonna cut back to 1983. Yeah, from the beginning. So it's like, what? Well, why did you even start with that? Like, it felt like you just needed to have, here's the thing that's going to go in the trailer, you know? <laughs> like, because it just felt right. like, wait, we didn't even have the moment where he where, where he goes like, you know, no, she's got to contemplate her whole life before she goes on singing. Like, they just kind of like, yeah, here like, she is, 1994, award, like specifically say, 1994 award show. Anyways, back to 1983, it's like, why'd you even tell us what year it was? Yeah, it, that could have just been like a opening visual. It felt like we were about to be in that place, and then, oh, never mind, you know? And I almost forgot that, like, we almost breezed past, like, how they they introduced Robin Crawford, which was nice for all of the two oh. minutes that she showed up. And then they jumped over to the, then they jumped to Clive Davis. Then, and I'm just like, these conversations I do not like at all. It so feels like wrote sort of, well, let's just write the meat cute and then we'll kind of get into the particulars later. Um, like, I, I like right. the opening line, which is like, oh, you know, this song that I'm singing, it's about love, the things we do to get it and the things we do to keep it. And I was like, okay, that's, that's going to be like a big thing going on throughout the movie. Psych. And it's like, oh, it's so like almost matters, you know, like, yeah. okay, uh, uh, the opening scene, uh, I mean, you know, the scene where he, where, where uh, Robin meets her, right? She, she's mm-hmm. listening to Stevie Wonder. I mean, it, it seems like the thing to do, you know what I'm saying? A powerhouse <laughs> like her, you Yes. Oh, for sure. And so, like, she's listening, and then you hear like a girl saying, "Hey," and she's like, "Huh?" And then you know, she takes off her headphones, like, "Oh, I just said hey," you know, just kind of like, "Whoa, hey, don't be weird," and you know, just saying hey, you know, it's like, and then it's like, "Oh, uh, you know, wh- what's your name?" And it's like, "Oh, my name is Whitney Elizabeth Houston." It's like, "What?" You say <laughs> you your say whole, whole name, name uh, to everybody. It's like, "Oh, where do you go to school?" And then I'm kind of going like, "Wait, what was the reason that she came over to talk to her?" Like, I thought it was like a. Hey, we need another person for basketball. Want to join in? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just a little excuse to sort of talk to each other. But it just seems like, hi, what is your name? Where do you go to school? It's like, who talks like this? You don't even know who she is. Up, you know what I mean? I'm the lesbian love interest. <laughs> right. It, it just sounds <laughs> like you'll uh, see throughout okay. the film with the same haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm one of the few that does look like the person they're inspired by. Right. Weird how that shakes out. It was at that moment where I saw produced by Pat Houston, and I was like, mm. Oh, God. Okay, side note. Some of the longest credits I've ever seen in my life. Why were the credits going in, like, a good ten minutes into the movie? I'm like, we're still saying yeah. who was a part. Bro, just save it for the end. Like, right. I, I don't need to see that, like, Clive Davis, Pat Houston, Bobby Brown. It's like, look, I, I get it. It was definitely him, you guys. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like I, I get it. You know, you want your credit, but that's what the credits at the end are. If right. I wanted to know who produced the movie, I would wait till the end. Why do you have seven minutes of intro credits? Like, yeah. get to the movie. Then smash cut to them casually having, you know, conversation about all of her famous relatives. You know, yeah. and, oh, like, uh, the the I, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I was like, like, oh, yeah. 
Whitney was a Nepo baby. I'm just like, we don't yeah. talk about that much, huh? <laughs> they kind of sweep past that, too. You know, like, <laughs> like, how was she able to get such a really good record deal? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah. It's like her cousins are famous, and so is her mother, who conveniently just... Clive Davis is coming to the bar tonight. And th- that's right. something I did like. How she just yeah, got like... sick all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> you need to sing the solo. Oh, my God. It was you just... need to sing the solo, Clive fucking and, Davis. And, and this is the thing that I was trying to understand. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I-, I thought it was an accident. Like, oh, she wasn't supposed to sing. But, oh, she has to sing because she's kind of sick. It was like, right, that's how the trailer sold it. But Clive Davis was specifically told to come. So it's like, well, was she planning on being, you know, exhibited as a singer that night or not? Or was it an accident? Because if you're asking a big producer to come in, you plan for that, right? But the way they're setting up the scene, it's like, oh, you were planning on just being the backup. And, oh, I got a little sick, so you got to do it now. She just kind of sprung it on Whitney. Like, she's like, I've orchestrated all the chess pieces. Clive Davis is out there. And I will be conveniently sick to force my daughter. It's just like, you could have just told her. Yeah. I mean, if that's really how it went down, it's how it went down. But I guess at the but time... I, I still... feel like it's not, though. But also, like, Sissy Houston's still alive. Like, just ask. Yeah, I, I feel like it is something where the, mo- uh, the mom got sick and then she had to sing on it. Because I do remember that being a thing. But the idea of, like, and here's this producer who was here to hear you sing, but you weren't going to originally sing out before, but I guess now you are. Like, it just something feels a little convoluted about that. You know what I right. mean? Like, in the movie, I read it as, like, it was an intentional setup. Is that what you're thinking, huh? But it's like, if you're on first name basis with Clive Davis, what do you yeah. have to set up? Just be like, hey, come here tonight. You know, you, you don't have to set Clive Davis. I, I mean, unless he came to see you and then you're like, well, my daughter will be the star. It's I don't know. It just seems counterintuitive at some point. Yeah, because remember, she's arguing with her daughter and then she right. kind of goes, oh, oh, my voice. It's like, oh, it's probably because I was, sh- you know, shouting at you. Now, God dang it, do the thing. So it seems like a spur of the moment thing. You know what I mean? I guess I read it differently because I saw her look at and then just, oh, no, my voice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, gasp, Clive Davis, who I invited out here, is out here. Uh, suddenly, right, I can't right. see. So, so you know, a- after that scene, mm-hmm. we cut to, you know, the parents arguing. And it's like, oh, you know, I- I'm the one who's touring. And I'm the one who's taking care of the kid. You know, I'm the sole breadwinner. You know, I've been doing stuff, too. And it's like, yeah, now you are. It's now that blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the, you know, Whitney Houston's just kind of sitting there on, on the stairs, Mom, like, passively listening fighting. to it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then she runs into her brother's room, and you know they like kind of have a, this huge ass bong. They're like, "Hey, bro, okay. you know, don't, her brother's no, don't mind that." I totally yeah. forgot by the end because like they just yeah they don't get that big of a role, they, which they kind of should have given historical context. The, yeah, the, they, they they were her access to yeah, what like, she had. When you yeah. think about it, it's like that's strange that they just didn't ever come back after it's like it's it's gonna be okay only in like certain only in scenes where they're like celebrating like oh isn't life grand oh we got a great deal you know yeah i completely forgot about him after like that that seemed hey sis is gonna be okay and then whitney houston's brothers went back to mars never to be seen Uh, yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) all right my planet needs me um yeah then she gets signed i think after that and they yeah, the signing contract. And that, that was the thing where I was thinking, like, whoa, they're, you're getting this sweetheart deal where, like, yeah. you get, a, a, you know, the Masters and all this stuff into perpetuity all throughout the universe. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, that actually sounds really freaking good. Yeah, she got a, and, you know, allegedly, because Clive Davis yeah. is a producer on this, so... Yeah. According to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but now now I think part of it, me watching it was just thinking like, well, she's just, 
I mean, she has an incredible voice. It's mm-hmm. like, we're going to get hit songs out of this. So True. it's no thing to give her a nice deal because I know I'm getting a return on your investment. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but then, you know, there was that sort of a level of like, you know, the dad saying, hey, you know, you're not my first record exec. You know, we, we've already kind of dealt with this with, with your mom and the cousin. So mm-hmm. like, th- that's what they were kind of like giving with sort of like, oh, you know, we we know our way around the business, so we're gonna make sure you get the best deal you can. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then of course they, they they have the scene where it's like, oh, you know, uh, Stanley Tucci, I think does a really good job at playing the. He did. The, he he the, did uh, great. Like Tucci killed it in this. Yeah, I'll give yeah. Him that. Yeah, and you know they're having the conversation like, oh, do you write songs? And she's like, well, no. And it's like, uh, that's fine. We get people to write them for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they kind of like have that little joke up front. But I do like how later on they they give the sort of they, they give credence to the reality of like you know someone recording something that someone else has recorded isn't necessarily just like oh they're just doing the the same song. It's like no, they are adding an emotional layer to it. They're adding an interpretation of it that really gives that really breathes life into the emotion of the song, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is an important artistic aspect of it too. So I like how they actually give time and respect to that, you know, to really bring that up. And also when you hear the original reference tracks and how it in no way sounds like, <laughs> you know, how she's going to do it. It's got to like, oh yeah, you know, she's got to put that stank on it. It's going to make this matter. And I was also thinking like, I wonder if those are the original reference tracks. Cause you hear how like right. kind of rough they sound and they, they don't really sound like the official version. You know, there's so much that's different. They sound pretty smooth. Yeah. It's like, did you just dust this off the, the archives? Like, Motown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's talking about, like, I like big songs. Songs that are going to stretch me vocally, you know. Uh, it's like, do you like gospel, black, or white music? She's like, all the above. Like you know, great song is a great song, you know. Yeah, I like that. You like, I like how they were giving her that reality of, like, I just want to do music. I just want to be involved with great music. That's all I care about. Like, I, I can I can understand that when when they gave it to me in that scene, you know? And then uh, Clive, he kind of gives the, the the one stipulation. He's like, one thing, though, you know, I don't get involved in people's lives. I have an ear and an instinct, and that's, that's what I'm going to give to you. That's what I offer you, you know? Right. And she performs her first song. Uh, again, th- this feels so like old school way that they used to do music. Oh, th- the producers coming in to the interview first to be like, oh, yeah, let me present to you this artist. And it's like, who even are you? No one knows who you are. <laughs> You're the guy behind the scenes. It was like, no, but I'm the guy who says that you guys are going to like this person. You know, like I approve. So we all approve. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's so like, I mean, you know, the thing about Whitney is right. Like she had a lot of PR people involved with keeping the image clean, you know? Right. So there's a big, she, she's one of the, you could say like last great, like, you know, stars whose images, whose image was carefully curated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially um, with, um, I guess we're talking about like her, her dad just assumed position as manager. It's like, I'll be, Oh man. my God. Like, and we'll get to his ass. All right, bro. <laughs> and it feels like there's a lot of emotional beats here that like, don't end up getting paid off. Like, okay. No, Cause remember they don't the scene? Like, sit with the scene longer than five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one scene where, um, where she's performing the song home and it, it like, mm. it, it's an interesting thing where like the lyrics in some of these songs really do kind of like, they kind of give you the sort of like, oh yes, I get how this scene is kind of calling back to what this song is about. You know what I'm saying? Like they're right. kind of doing that a little bit with certain things. But there's a scene in the scene, like you know, the mom is going like, oh, this song's not fast enough. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to speed it up a little bit. And it's sort of like, oh, okay, here's the mom being a little bit controlling here, you know. Eh. Mm-hmm. But then we kind of never come back to that. She seems to be fine throughout yeah, the, rest it, of the movie it, and isn't it really just, that it just controlling. I was expecting that to kind of go somewhere more where it's like, oh, her mother really knows like the tempos that work best for her because she trained her vocally basically all her life. So, 
You know, it would be like basically expect setting up for it to be more of a family affair with like her father as manager, her mom like overseeing the instrumentals in right. the next scene. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of yeah, falls by the wayside. Oh, and then we get to the uh, I want to dance with somebody video where where it was yeah. just kind of like oh no 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 don't don't forget don't forget because they introduced <laughs> Jermaine Jackson then off screen oh, right. she slept with Jermaine Jackson and Rob yeah it there. was like oh okay <laughs> it was just like boy Jermaine and Whitney sure have a lot of a lot of chemistry it's like focus on your levels you slept with Jermaine Jackson I'm like Hold yeah on. I was like we oh, saw Jermaine for two <laughs> seconds I don't even know yeah. who played him like. Yeah, it's like, and you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, isn't he a member of the great Jackson family? Like, right. you know, the, it feels like there's no credence to that, you know? Like, you'd almost think it was uh, 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 Jermaine, the dude who said, we don't have to take our clothes off. Like, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, like, the way it's like, no, it's Jermaine of the Jackson Five. Can we give that an extra second to breathe there? And, no. and oh my God. Because you got to get to the fight, which didn't have an extra second to breathe. It's just like, it's like, did you love him? No, baby, of course I didn't. Okay, then, next scene. It's like, yeah, and it was so like it was so rote the way it's like, oh, I'm angry, I'm throwing stuff on the ground, I'm just gonna keep throwing stuff, and it's just like, oh my god, can we have some like emotional beat here? Right, it just felt just like, like this is the thing you're supposed to do when they throw stuff. We didn't even see Whitney meet Jermaine. Someone in the booth said they have good chemistry. Then in between that and the fight, I guess they hooked up, and Robin yeah. found out. And baby, please, it's just Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> and and the thing about it was it was at like least it um, ain't Latoya. There's... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, at yeah. least it ain't Latoya. Right? That, was like, <laughs> that was going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, you, you, you know, we get this dialogue. It's like, oh, you crazy, Robin? It's like, oh, I'm crazy. Like, like in the scene, I'm like, you think Whitney would be the one trying to like be like, hey, let me explain, let me explain. But it's just like she has a series like, oh, you're just crazy, Robin. It's like, what? <laughs> I thought you loved me. Like, what is going on here? You know? Right. And it just feels like the moment just feels rushed. Where it's like, oh, oh. you know, I want, I want. I want a family. I want a husband. I want kids. You know, it's like, yeah, that, you know, if that's, that's something that she wants, it's point. like, and that, that happens with some queer relationships. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and you know, it feels like they don't really have a conversation. It just feels like, like, but I love you. We love each other. Right. And then Whitney just goes like, uh, I mean, you know, it's like, wow, <laughs> damn. Like, you know, even if you do, what's with the pause, you know, like what, right. <laughs> what's going on here? I mean, you the homie. <laughs> right. And, and, and then she kind of goes with a, oh, well, but the Bible says it's like, oh my God, about the fucking Bible. And it's like, Whitney's like, Hey, you know, we could go to hell for this kind of shit. All right. And right. I, it really, like, it really made me stop and go like, have you guys not had this conversation earlier? Right. And, <laughs> like, and that's the other thing, you know? too, that, that we almost uh, miss. Like, her dad bringing up is like, no, nah, I know that you're too gay, but you need to be in public with men. You must be seen with young men. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like... Again, it's a complex thing. Where it's like, so you know, she's like, "Hey, Robin, you know, uh, you're, you're awesome. I want you to be with me every step of the way. I want you to be my manager. Yeah. We're gonna talk to my dad about it. We know that my mom hates you, so we're gonna talk to my bad dad." So oh, yeah, she moved out the better. house with Robin too. We forgot that. Like, yeah, yeah. Golly, this movie is. <laughs> it just kind of happens. Like she, um, she moved out. Yeah. Like, baby, don't go. Don't go with that lesbian down the street. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but then she does it anyway, and okay, well, and, 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 and then just move on, I guess. It's, 
Yeah, and then so they they come into the office like, "Hey, Dad, we want to talk about." It. And they open the door and like, "Oh, the dad's talking to this you know young chick and being like, oh, you know, your dad told me a lot about you <laughs> by Nippy." And it's like, "Uh, why are you using my family name? Like, what's up with that?" You know. Right. And so it's like we already kind of got like the dad already being two faced, but then when she's like, "Oh, I want her to be my creative uh, uh, assistant," it's just like, "Well, what do you know about music?" And like, "Hmm, you you guys have been very fond of each other lately, and she's my princess. It's something you'll have no part in, and you want my blessing, then." Go on dates and be seen with young men. And, you know, Robin's like, well, I'm not going to do that. And he goes like, oh, well, that tells me all I need to know now, doesn't it? You know, it's like, but then he kind of makes a point where he's like, you want me to hire this girl who has no experience whatsoever? And it's like, yeah, that's actually kind of a good uh, point. Yeah, like, unfortunately, yeah, you're just going to hire. It is a fair argument. It's just like, but she's my bestie. It's like, okay, but like, she ever. Yeah, we're trying to do this before? professionally. Like, well, no, but. She's my bestie. <laughs> now, that said, getting your dad to do your management for you, that ain't exactly the most professional yeah, it's, move it's, either. It's, so it's not <laughs> that much better. Like, it's not, I mean, he doesn't really have the most experience, uh, if I recall, either. You just yeah. know him longer. You're like, yeah, exactly. But we know that the real reason that he's hating on her is because, you know, she's in a relationship with her. But, right. yeah. But it was like the thing where I was just like, but I kind of on his side because she doesn't have experience. It's like, unfortunately, gonna... he has, like, he has a point. Not so much in his favor, it's just against her. Like, he's yeah, yeah, not yeah. that much better. He just has lived more than someone that's straight up, like, 19, 20. The exact same like, age. Yeah, yeah like about the same has no age. Experience. Like, a couple years removed from you. Yeah, just going back to the moment where she's like, oh, we could go to hell for this kind of shit. It's like, you have to have been having sex with her to be living with her for this long up to this point. It's like, sis, it is, we are way past hell. Yeah, time. like... <laughs> So how are you going, oh, no, I don't want to go to hell. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what? the coochie has been licked, ma'am. Like, how? Right. We're not going to extra hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But unless um, Wendy was a pillow princess, which I'm like, I, if I was Robin, I mean, I'd be yeah, like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, now, now, here's my thing, though. I can understand people being contradictory, and I just wish the right. movie would have, like, expanded really upon that. that. Because, like, there's a scene where she goes, like, I need my best friend, please. And I just wish there was something about, like, you know, you're cheating on me emotionally, but, you know, I want my friend to succeed, and I'm willing to put aside my feelings for her success. You know, giving Robin a character beat to really be like, I'm willing to sacrifice emotionally because I want you to succeed. I'm not going to hold you back by saying, no, you can't be with them because, hey, if you need to get with him in order to succeed, then maybe that's what you need to do. Like, I wish there would have right. been which, some which, moment like, to be like, wow, look at this character sacrificing, you know? Right, and, and like, I actually quite... It... As far as the supporting cast goes, I think they all stick their landings. It just sucks because yeah. it, they're all in the background. So whenever they show up, you have to tie it in to whatever happened before, which weirdly is like the opposite of Whitney because the stuff that ha like they're a part of the stuff that happens to her. I think that's why their characters are more consistent versus mm. Whitney, who is supposed to respond to the stuff that mm. happens to her, which is a problem because in reality, it's her life. She should be right. the catalyst to it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, I do like that, like, there's a common thread of, you know, black or white. Her music transcends for everyone. You know what I'm saying? And right. Th th that was a very big deal. Like, we're just like, oh, yeah, you know, you never really think about her music as, like, you know, black. <laughs> in fact, I wrote down this line, like, right. I don't do black music. I don't do white music. I make fight music for high school kids. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that Eminem joint. It's like, but that's really great music. That, that you know, is kind of like, like Whitney's ethos because it's like, yeah, Whitney makes music for every, like, 
I haven't. I mean, of... everybody's auntie, you know, like, right. <laughs> let's, let's keep it a buck. Right. Like black or white, black, they're white, aunties. Straight, that's who yeah, our music is for. Every, you know? Everybody likes, you know, I want to dance with somebody. Like, <laughs> Exactly, but but you know the the meat and potatoes of what she kind of does was the slow, you know, really emotionally pressing ballads, mm-hmm. and you know, like, and, and those those are become smash hits. They're basically, you know, there's a whole term in the industry of like middle of the road music where it's like, yeah. hey, this is the music that you know the generic love song that's about love, lovey, lovey, love. Bruno Mars music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Whitney Houston, because of her personality and it, that she puts into her voice and and the talent is like it 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 elevates that music into something more, right? That people really enjoy, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, that's what makes it, like, my music is transcendent, it's big, it's bold, it's beautiful, it doesn't stay within the boundaries, you know what I'm saying? And actually, uh, getting to that point, that interview, it it was one of the really good moments uh, where, you know, the interview's kind of being a hard ass and going like, hey, you know, it's a valid question people are asking, you know, like, are you really a black artist? Are you making music for black people? People say your music, you know, isn't really black, what do you have to say about that, you know? And he's kind of being like, hmm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna say, you know, what the people are thinking you know face it and she's like if i'm not a black artist you know what am i i don't make black or white music how about that you know like uh, i you know i make music that's for i make great music that's the only thing that i'm worried about you know what i'm saying and that was one of the scenes where i thought her uh, naomi aki's like acting came i'm like yeah there we it's like Whitney in interviews, I think, is where she's you, so spicy. Right, like, like there was a there was an inter, uh, there. Uh, so recently, the Wendy Williams one. No, no, I was just talking about in general. Uh, a couple of months ago, I was hanging out with my with my family, and we were in like a hotel, and like a Whitney Houston documentary came on, and it was like a really long one where they went into really big detail, and oh, so it yeah, was like yeah. seeing that documentary and seeing this movie was kind of like revealing to be like, oh yeah, seeing the intricacies of what was happening, and I actually did like how they kept in that you know she's this woman who makes these really nice pretty ballads and then when she gets into the interviews it's like what did you say about me well, well hold on it's like you yeah. said i'm not oh you know what i mean oh, no, like the, her, the, the her one, pushing back the one interview that uh i'm a little disappointed that they didn't include i think it was the one with barbara walters in the early 2000s where it's like are you uh it's like do you use crack it's like crack is whack crack is cheap i'm like uh, How do we not crack yeah. is whack? you know they cut that one out <laughs> and i'm like that's a fair point you know. she's rich she does cocaine <laughs> Right. Here's my little uh, screed to go on, you know, because in a certain instance, you know, I understand where the people who are making those complaints are coming from. Right. Right. It's like, are are you making music for us anymore? Are you just going to, you know, the bigger crowds and don't need us after after you got outside of the black radio stations? You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like it's one of those things where like when we allow these barriers placed on us by white supremacy Mm -hmm. and then dictate how we function based on those perimeters you know what i mean and like right it, it's it, it feels like we're still doing the same thing living by white standards but with extra steps you know like <laughs> yeah yeah and and if anyone would be able to kind of i guess cross the color line it would be whitney because it's like her music straight up is something that i could see literally anybody turn up to yeah connecting like, regardless to of like background genre, that, that's why i said it's like it's bruno mars music you don't run into a lot of artists that have that level of overlap where like you could listen to whitney at the we we'll get to the soul train awards a sec but it's like bought on soul train mm. or on like <laughs> general pop radio station like that crossover is hard yeah, yeah that's the thing it's like crossing over is really fucking hard and right. when people just go like oh you're not making music that sounds black enough basically saying you're not making the music that black people right now are making and it's just like yeah, it's like what do you want you want to sound like diana ross like 
Yeah, well, it's also it's just like I understand that there are, so to speak, Uncle Toms who are indeed sellouts, yeah, right? It, just trying to make, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Because like, like it's not G that that doesn't exist. Their you know? credibility as a as a black artist, almost like, are, are you are you validated in which it does tie in? I can't remember if she said it in this scene or later on, but she's like, you know, it's hard out here being a black woman, which I thought was a dope turn of phrase. That again, we didn't really do anything with, but it's like, yeah, yeah but, Whitney is keenly aware. Of who she mm. is and what she like. I mean, like, I Will Always Love You is a damn Dolly Parton song. But she yeah, ate yeah. that shit up. <laughs> and yeah. ba- and the made point it her own, we, right? Most people don't know that. Yeah, yeah. And my point, uh, my point, though, is, like, I feel like it's missing the forest for the trees when we go, being black means you can't do what white people do. Right. Th- th- yeah, this is my point. In the end, isn't that still allowing whiteness to dictate what our behavior is? Absolutely. But just with extra steps, yeah, right? You're, like, you're yeah, you know. Blackness is the absence of whiteness, which is not right. true. But like, your it's blackness like, no, it's is just... independent of it. Right, right, right. And it's like, it may encompass some things you learned from, uh, you know, white people in the professional world over here. But then it can also be who you are. It can be the the conjunction of both of these things without having yeah. to give up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it feels like it goes back to like, oh, you're talking white. You know, like you, you're talking like you're educated in some way. It's like, am I supposed to not talk like I have an education? Like, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah, it's just... It's just- how you were reared. Yeah, it's people taking the perception of yeah. whiteness and mapping it on to the general idea of, like, being educated, which, again, to me, feels fucked up and backwards, right? Yeah, you know? It's, it's the, 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 like, blackness, if your blackness is defined as the rejection of the perception of whiteness, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, like, and Whitney, at least from what I've understood of the movie, it's like, she was trained in a black church. Her, like... That's my thing, her, yeah. like, And she picked... <laughs> All the music she wanted to, according to this, you know, it's not 100%, but it's like she picked a fair number of the songs she got popular with. And even the ones she didn't want to do were coincidentally some of her biggest hits. Some of her most popular songs were ones she was like, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. And and proceeded to destroy it the second she got on the mic. But, but you know, that that is the interesting point of, like, yeah, she, like, I feel like this movie actually does illustrate the point of she was so big, she could have done whatever she wanted to. So the fact right. that people are saying, oh, you're only doing it because you want right on it, it's like, no, <laughs> that's clearly not true. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, she did what she did, and the people that gravitated to it gravitated to the greatness, you know? Yeah, it's like, it, it, it it's a Michael Jackson tier thing where you just kind of, like, you can transcend your own racial identity, but you're also keenly aware, like... Michael Jackson never stopped seeing himself as black despite his own uh, yeah. struggles with his appearance because we have songs yeah, like it, black it, or white. He didn't forget. In fact, like, I would say that when he started, like as much as we kind of like joke on like, oh, he kind of wanted to be white with how light he got. But it's like, as he went on in his career, he actually got more Afrocentric. Yeah, like, he, because he got it was like that like Pan-African. And the- <laughs> because of that awareness of how people were looking at him, right? right. Like it's, there is some push and pull going on there. Yeah. No doubt. There definitely probably is an element of like wanting to be white, but let's just go. It's going to happen when you live in, you know, white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? Saying, but yeah, it's like Whit- Whitney's not disillusioned with her I- black identity just because she covered a country song from a white woman. Right, 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 right. And and I love how in the interview she's like, "Well, how about like people always say, uh, uh, is it black enough? Is it white enough? How about I'm not obedient enough? How about I'm not fearful enough? Right? <laughs> no, how about that? And I was like, damn, that actually like fucking in that show, that dude, right the fuck up. 
Yeah. And I'm just like, as as she should. And then, in fact, it was actually kind of funny. After that bit, like, they're like, hey, do you think that was too much? And he's like, nah, that was just enough. And then you hear in the background the music from House Party. You know, well, all right. Oh, yeah. I just loved it right after it was like, well, all right. When that came out, I'm like, damn, Luther Vandross is a fantastic singer. Like, that's my only thought in that moment. Like, Damn that man! Look, this movie made sure that the the people who weren't Whitney's songs were also just as incredible because there was a Stevie Wonder song, so, and it was like specifically at an incredible part of that song vocally. Speak, and I was like, oh, they're just making sure we get all the pearly tones. Talented singers, you want to talk about the introduction of Bobby Brown? Okay, so <laughs> just just, so, just a second. Well, I, I want to say real quick, I did like again. It felt like just a small token, but it was like, oh, right after that scene, it shows like a Nippy Incorporated shows her sort of like logo, and there's like a Black Panther underneath, kind of like a mm. hey, you know, don't forget the blackness. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then, but then there's also like as that scene lays out, it's like the dad is giving out all these black cards to all the pretty women in the oh, office. Oh, I, I did. I was like, oh, that. I'm like, hmm. Hey, yeah, I was like, the men aren't getting anything in that office. Yeah, I was like, like wait a minute. Like, like, don't spend <laughs> and, it all at once or whatever he said. I'm just like, exactly. And, and, right, and, and, and it overlays with her kind of uh, doing another interview where she's talking about like, hey, you know, what's it like to go from, you know, the daughter to the boss and that complex relationship? You know, how are you dealing with it? And you're like, she's clearly kind of responding in that way. Well, it's like, you know, it's tough. You know, sometimes, I, you know, I say it sometimes. You know, sometimes I have to deal with it. You know what I mean? It's like, a, okay, this is clearly calling to something deeper, but <laughs> we can't go into that, you know. Um, yeah, like, when did when did I go from being the little girl to the brand, you know what I mean? And right. then the dad has a line where he comes like, your mom would have killed to become a brand. We just couldn't get her there yet. And it's like, ooh, we can hear a little bit of the the uh, the little bitterness under there. It's like, it's like mm, we wanted to make your mom a brand, but, ah, we couldn't get there. and We got stuck with you. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're So you better do this, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. You own um, this family. It's like, uh-oh. Sounds like right. Uh, and, and what's in the so black home. And, and what's so sad is that at the beginning of the movie, she was like, "Oh, you know, my mom is Sissy uh, Sissy Houston, and my you know cousin is Dionne Warwick, so I'll never be as great as them." So it's like that's sort of like, "Oh, what was me? How could I ever measure up?" And then you're seeing just how quickly she surpasses them, just in image, in brand, you know. Right. And so it's that sort of like, "How can you tame this force that's clearly growing to be bigger than you?" You know. Right. Um, but then again, I just didn't like these cheap ways where they were just like, she's just like randomly watching a movie, and she's like. I want to do a movie. And the producer's yep. like, uh, why? Why do you want to do a okay. movie? And he's like, oh, okay, we'll find you a movie. And it's like, they didn't even give it an extra sentence. Like, it was just like, okay, we'll find you a movie. It's like, well, what? <laughs> we'll find you a movie. How many How many people well, yeah. can say that? It's like, I want to do a movie. All right, we'll find you one. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Not even Will Smith and- can pull that shit off. <laughs> right. Now, again, okay, now we're, now we're at the Bobby Brown part. And I... I honestly feel like this is like the most lacking part. They're deni- the dynamic between Bobby and Whitney. Yes, which is weird that Robin gets more attention throughout than Bobby does. Because Bobby yeah. is the one I would argue that more people like. I knew way more about Bobby than Rob. Like, I've heard about Robin in the last couple of years because everyone's like, did you know yeah. Whitney's bisexual? Right, yeah. But it's like, but Bobby, like, they yeah. had a show, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> Don't act like that shit didn't happen. Yeah, on BET at that. It's like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is what particularly annoys me. Their whole, the meet cute that they're supposed to be having, the reason why the relationship starts is her hitting him over the head with a purse three times. Like, she's, like, behind, seated behind him and is just kind of yeah. acting like, oh, I don't know what's happening. And you're, it's kind of ambiguous as to whether she knows that she's hitting him or if it's an accident. And she's just going like, oh, whatever, oh, whatever. And he, Bobby's, like, kind of like, hey, what? Man, what's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? What the hell? 
who the oh she's beautiful yeah yeah but it kind of seems like whitney's being a jerk and it's like why is she doing this right now right and then she goes like oh you know hey i got a question for you how old are you and he's like old enough you know right and i'm just like yeah that's some bobby brown shit yeah but it, like he's kind of never minding her and i'm kind of on his side in the moment because like she's just been patting him upside the head with the fucking thing that's annoying like who would be cool with that hey look you know and fine I, enough you just kind of let it rock you're like mm, but see that right. that's what i say i was waiting for the moment that really goes like oh and here's where even though it's tumultuous there's a bit of a connection there because what happens is she sitting down you know they're announcing who are uh, the best uh, uh you know who's in the category then mm. she loses to jenna jackson yeah. uh, you hear kind of some folks booing when when whitney houston's name gets called i did hear that too i'm like we're not saying anything about that was man like she definitely made a face she real quick she was like are they booing me and like you know because i heard and, i'm like are those boos <laughs> yeah Damn. but and after she loses bobby turns around and he says hey man don't even worry about it you're whitney the dogs you know what i mean and she's like hmm Give him my business card. And I was like, that's it? That was the meet cute? She, <laughs> they she hits him casually together over now. the head. Yeah, she hits him casually over the head three times. Kind of have a terse bit of a disagree, like a conversation where it's like, how old are you? Ah, old enough. You know, like it's not even like a cutesy dialogue. You girl, old enough. Yeah, like it's not All even right. like a cutesy dialogue where it's like, oh, a turn of phrase. Oh, you're kind of clever. Oh, you're kind of where I'm from. Oh, like it's not even that. It's just kind of like. What reason do these people have to hook up? You know what I mean? And then wasn't wasn't the scene afterwards of like before the engagement uh and all that? Man, they rushed by this so fucking quick. Cause cause didn't she like tell Robin or whatever in the car? And then Robin's like, mm. it's like, well, if it makes you happy, at least it ain't Jermaine Jackson. I'm like, so we're still holding on to that one, that thing that we yeah, really yeah. dove in. And she's like, oh my gosh, girl, stop. You so crazy. And it's like. Is that really how it went? Because I feel like if you brought up my my infidelity from our relationship, that's not something we really right. joke about lightly. Yeah, that's not going to be cute, you know? And and that's the thing. Like, it would have been cool if in amongst this conversation, there was some sort of scene about her saying, like, hey, you know, some, something about her, even even despite not wanting to give in to the criticisms of not being black enough or da-da-da-da, you right. know, like, still feeling affected by it in some way and maybe feeling, like, gravitating towards and leaning into Bobby as sort of like a, right. no, I am real. I am, like, and, you know, here's this person who actually gets me because they're from the same place I'm from. And so this is kind of like, what do you got to say now? You know what I'm saying? That, like, I'm with this guy who's got a little bit of street cred himself yeah. but you know we're the perfect power couple you it know what i'm saying scary. because like i like that you know it's like what what drew her for, away from robin and more toward, i mean she dated plenty of men but it's just like what would yeah. what made bobby stand like we knew no bobby's a bad boy but the movie doesn't illustrate that other than and like it doesn't even doesn't even bring up the fact that he was a part of fucking new, new edition. edition. Like that, like, that's like, a big deal. Were we supposed to watch the new edition story? To just to, for context, like, don't get me wrong, great, great miniseries. But like for context about him, like he was a whole like child prodigy and whatnot, or like a yeah, child star. Like he ostensibly he was. Yeah, he didn't just come from nowhere, right? Like he's yeah, one of the biggest music stars on the like he was the bad boy of R and B, and she met right. him peak that era skip 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 they was together skip 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 he proposed in the whip with one of the worst proposals i've ever seen Man. okay wait wait wait. just to get to it so she's hanging out with robin yeah. and she's like literally robin is like reading the fucking uh reading him his rights like bobby ain't the one bobby a hoe and like i heard that it's and true. like i heard that end of the day he got a baby by another chick there he got a reputation and it's just like whitney's just kind of going like 
I know, but I kind of like the bad boy me. shit. And it's like, I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking serious? She's I'll make telling back, you real right? shit right now. Yeah, like she's telling you real shit. He might have a child with another woman. And you're just going like, ah, hand wave it. Oh, yeah. Because this was like the scene right before the engagement where he says, yeah, and he has a child. Yeah, it's like, oh, but he gets me. He makes me laugh. And that's what I did like. It's like, she's kind of like, oh, he gets me. He makes me laugh. And it's like, I would have loved to see that. I would have yeah, loved to see like the, them her getting him, together. her making him laugh. You know, I mean, him making her laugh to actually see, oh, I get why she would go for this guy, even right. if it if it feels wrong. Because, well, who else is going to get me like this? You know, and it feels like they did it backwards, where after the proposal happens and he tells him about the baby mama, then it's kind of like, oh, but don't you see how we're like alike and we're the same? And it's like, no, that's not the time to drop that information. <laughs> it's like, you know. Maybe we, we go together. It's like, I don't want to talk to you, Bobby. Because, yeah, it's like, again, worst timing for that bomb drop, which yeah. I, that does sound well, like something that Bobby would do. Like, well, you already said yes, so I figure you'd be cool yeah, with the baby. I'm like, sorry. I could imagine him doing that, but just the sequencing of your friend told you he's a hoe, and then he told you he's a hoe. And it's like, we've had two scenes in a row to be like, how are you not getting this? What's your excuse for right. why you're still cool with this? And we don't really get it. You know what I'm saying? We, like, it feels like when we do kind of get it, it's like after the whole ruckus of her, like, leaving the car and, like, getting all angry. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then it's like, oh, baby, you know, we're together. And you're him pointing to, like, some people kind of treating her, you know, like this great celebrity and being like, you know, like, it's us against the world. You know, like, who, you know, I'm the only one who's really going to understand you. I came from the hood and I'm on top now. And, like, we kind of, like, cl click on that way. Right. You know, but it just kind of felt like it felt like... Uh, post-rationalizing instead of like a don't you remember why we're a thing don't you remember you know what don't i mean don't you remember audience no we weren't there <laughs> right that's exactly what i'm talking about you know and yeah it's such an unceremonious proposal like yeah, they're just making out he's a like, hey girl will you marry we're me? just we just happen to be making out in the car and oh bt dubs uh. <laughs> And it's like, how how is this not immediately making you say no after say? Because he's like, he's like, oh man, you like, know, if we're gonna not, a, not an ounce of effort. Yeah, she's like, he's like, oh, you know, I love you, and yes, I, I say yes to it. It's like, and if we're gonna do this, we need to be truthful with each other. He's like, you're right, we should be truthful. So you know, just to be truthful now, like, hey, you know, I I, I got a baby with this other with uh, with Kim. I got her pregnant, and it's just like, what what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just one thing. It's just Kim being pregnant, but that's it. Like, oh, I'm glad I got a load off my mind. You know, now that I finally told you, we could be happy. And it's like, yeah, like Now that I got that <laughs> off my chest, it's like, I'm sorry, bro. You got a life coming. What? Yeah, <laughs> a whole ass person. And it's like, uh, yeah. And she brings up the point. It's like, you you ask and then wait until I say yes to tell me she's pregnant. I mean, like, that's yeah. a good fucking point. Why are you still going against your instincts? Movie, tell me why she goes against her. Nah, bro. Nah, we, we gotta get we gotta get to the national anthem. We only got <laughs> we only got another hour. Right, and, and, and the bad CGI planes. <laughs> We, we only got we only have a no, whole hour and a half left of movie. Right, we can't spend any time developing like Whitney's. I'm like, damn, Whitney and Bobby fighting. I feel like we're really gonna murder. Oh shit, we at the national. It's like, hey, they want you to sing the national anthem. Really? There she is walking onto the field. Yeah. The, I'm like, the, okay, but like, no, she, like, we didn't even see her react, bro. <laughs> yeah, there's like half a moment where she goes like, you know. Uh, he says, I love you. I didn't know that I loved you so much then, but I do now. And you know, again, it just felt like, it just feels like there's something more you're, that should you're have telling, here. You're to, telling me the emotions. You're not showing Telling me. instead of showing. That's what it is. It's show, it's 
telling and not showing. They think by showing us the events and telling us how they feel, it's going to get us invested. It's like, no, bro. You can't just be Mm. like, here's Bobby Brown. Now they're together. Now he's engaged. Now now Whitney's pissed. Here's the national anthem. It's like, so what happened to... The whole yeah, what Bobby, ties this together? What, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. my Bobby thing is just like we just <laughs> speed past it. It's like, oh yeah, her ex just casually dropped the fact that she cheated on her with with another man. Now she engaged. No big. How does Robin feel about that, bro? Like she didn't really right. like it to begin with. Yeah, she was and the one that like, that told the... me he was a hoe, and now you marrying the hoe, certified city right. boy Bobby Brown. It's just like oh, <laughs> Whitney, we're just cool now. You're you're such such silly goose. Like, this is like, huh? Yeah. It's like, all right. Um, and for the Super Bowl, she rejects wearing a fancy suit. And I remember, like, yeah, what was up with that? Like, you know, she usually is known for wearing, you know what I'm saying, really being decked out to the nines. And at the moment, she's like, well, let me just be me for once. Yeah, just wore a tracksuit with a headband. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's still Whitney using. Yeah, still- <laughs> Can she sing in a tracksuit? All right. Now, I thought we were going to have a scene where, you know, showing all the people being pissy about her adding all the accoutrements. Uh, uh, the vocal accoutrements to the same because that was a thing too where it's right. like what you're supposed to sing the national anthem just the normal way and da, da, da. like that was I remember that being a big thing that I still remember hearing you know like the waves of like the clips of people going like ah you're not supposed to yeah, do it like that damn shame she just made it better for all of time and right? no one has touched it since <laughs> and now that's the way you do it <laughs> damn shame she like set a new bar is black women yeah. want to do historically <laughs> and, and, and I was and I was thinking like maybe there would be a moment with the mom to be like, man, you know, all, all these years I told you to, you know, make sure you sing the sing the thing right and just kind of have a moment where like, but I see the importance of you doing it here because this is about your artistic expression. You know what I'm saying? Just some sort or of moment. Like, has she noted before, like being a black woman on the national stage mm, singing mm. the national anthem? Right, right. Even though it is um, 91. It, it just, like, yeah, race relations yeah, are better, it, it, but like... I mean, yeah, yeah, Mandela just got out of prison. <laughs> like, Jesus right. Christ. <laughs> like, there's um, still a lot going on. <laughs> but yeah, it, like, in fact, it just cuts to her, like, the mom kind of standing up and being like, yeah, and she has, like, a cast on. And I was like, did we miss something? Like, what? Yeah, I saw that, too. <laughs> she had a cast on the leg. And it's like, woo, that's my girl. It's like, so some shit happened in between that we didn't. Yeah, are you okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to talk about yeah. that? And, and then she has the miscarriage on, on the set of the bodyguard. And it's like a moment, a bit of an emotional beat that it kind of works, but I still don't like these. I mean, it's literally a beat. Yes, it, that's the thing. It's just so short, and it feels like Bobby Brown just is in no way really being there. Like he's just like he, she's like, man, I can't be everything to everyone. I, I you know, I want a family, but this is so much. And then he just goes like, well, you can't stop now, right? You know, and, and she's just kind of looking like, uh, I thought you were supposed to be the one to be like, you know, hey, you don't have to be everything with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just be yourself. But it's just like, hey, I got you. You know, it's like, uh, all right. I'll, and I'll maybe they were trying to say something about how emotionally stunted he is, but it just it, it just fell flat as a scene that was supposed to be. It just felt right. like a bum because afterwards she kind of like goes like, <laughs> like, and just sort of like, oh, this is what I'm dealing with. And it's like, ah, why are you dealing with this guy? Uh- <laughs> and the thing is, like, the the movie doesn't allow for enough human moments. So, like, one of the things that was a takeaway was, like, when Clive was telling her about the bodyguard or whatever, and he gave her the script and she put it down, and he's, uh, when she put it down, she's like, I want to do it. He's like, Kevin Costner would be in it. And she picks it up, and that's, like, a funny yeah. moment. The movie moves so damn fast. I'm like, oh, yeah, there are, like, 
moments of levity in this highlight reel of a flick. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Costner's barely there. Like, they just show the scene oh, yeah. of him, like, sitting so, down and yeah, like, huh. Gets, they don't even have a stand-in or anything. He gets, like, I think, slightly more, as much time as Jermaine Jackson does. Like, uh, Yeah, at least they hired someone for him. For him, it's just, uh, he's just on, you just see the picture of him kind of, like, singing, uh, sitting there, maybe kind of, like, in awe of her voice or what have you. But it's like, wait, this movie is literally about this super famous star who, you know, is is yeah. dealing with uh, bullshit in her life. It's like, maybe we could have had an extra moment with how her character connects to that. Like, Man, that, that'd be crazy about, like, seeing what Whitney goes through as an actress and then, like, no, nah, just skip, skip, skip. Here's how she picked I Will Always Love You after hearing Dolly Parton sing. It's like, yeah, and, and okay. so another thing where it's just like, these songs sound so different. The original on the cover. What was the process? What what made her go, I want to do it like this instead of like that? Yeah, what was the motivation to sing it different? Like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and you know what's really funny? You know about the, the origin of the original song? It's kind of funny. Like, the original song is about Dolly Parton, uh, you know, saying, oh, I'm letting my husband go because mm-hmm. I don't want to stand in your way of what your success is. And, you know, clearly she goes on to be fucking Dolly Parton. And do you even remember who the ex she was talking about is? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's honestly her as a woman trying to be nice about the fact that I'm going to have this much better career than you. But it's like, but I'll always love you. Hey, look, I love you. All right. Like, but I don't want to stand in your way. <laughs> He's like, no, no, you need to get him out of the way. But you're being nice about it you know what i mean (laughs) again it comes at an emotionally interesting moment right because you're Mm -hmm. hearing the and i will always love you and it like that part happens while she's looking at her friend robin you know and being like you know did i do you think i made a mistake do you know do you think this is wrong and it's like oh baby it's your choice you know that sort of thing and so it's like it's this bittersweet moment of like oh wow She'll always love this person, and then mm, who hears who she's going to, who, you know, the more uh, uh, conventional way you'd say that mm-hmm. the song's being sung, oh, because these people getting married, but what it's actually really about is her having to let this person go, but st- still saying to her, but I'll still keep you in my heart, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's like, you're still gonna be, you know, you'll be in my heart, like uh, Tarzan. Yeah, you'll be inside of me, deep inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, and then we kind of get the scene where she's getting off a plane and she's like planning on doing something else later that night. And it's like, oh, you know, your uh, uh, management says that you can't do this. And she's like, what, what are you talking about management? Da, da, da. It's like, uh, well, your dad, <laughs> basically the guy who runs the company is saying that you can't do that. Yeah, and she's, your pawpaw. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, wait, I got to get approval for this. Like, no, nah, bullshit. I'd rather go over here and like, you know, sleep by myself for the night and, you know, be away from, you know, his control. And basically later on that night, she starts, uh, you know, puffing the, uh, you know, chasing that white dragon. Uh, wh- no, wait, is it white dragons? Uh, heroin, isn't it? I, what is? What is? What's the word? Sucking the glass <laughs> dick. Chasing that's <laughs> a snowy pavement or something. Yeah, <laughs> feeling like she's out of control of her own career, right? And so it's like, well, this is how I gain control for me. And so, like, I, I kind of got that emotionally. You know what I'm saying? Did we talk about like the her finding out Bobby was? Was cheating and everything too. And uh, yeah, yeah, we brought that up right with the with the baby mama and that whole concern. No, the, he, the the second time he got cheating when they were living together. Oh well, wait, that doesn't happen yet. That doesn't happen yet because it's like oh okay, okay, yeah, because it's like first there's a scene where the the dads are like oh it's the scene where they're uh, talking in that in that restaurant with the the guys from Arista Records and the dad's like oh there's more money coming don't worry about it I, I've got I've got it all handled you just keep right. singing and do a hunt and do another world tour and I'll just handle it and meanwhile like. 
like Stanley Tucci's character is like, right. hey, I don't think you should be doing another world tour. I think we need to get you in some songs first and make sure your voice is okay. Yeah, and, get some albums out. Right, right. And then uh, we have the three-way argument between, um, you know, Whitney Houston saying like, eh, I don't want anyone bothering me tonight. And then like Robin kind of comes in and says like, hey, you know, like let's celebrate. We're having a good time. And, you know, Bobby's like, hey. You know, she don't want nobody visiting her tonight. And so there's that sort of like, oh, well, what do you think, Whitney? Like, wh- wh- which one are you going with? And again, it feels like they cut off the scene before there's really any, like, <laughs> you know, definitive decision or anything. Like- Resolution. Or- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then she has the the crack breakdown, which is the nicest uh, crackhead breakdown ever. The nicest drug, uh, you know, yeah. like, oh, man, things are going bad for me. But it's not still not that bad. I mean, I guess it, it is Whitney Houston rich as fuck, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I guess it couldn't be too terrible. Yeah. But at the same time, it still feels a little cleaned up. You know what I mean? With the way they treat it. Was that the scene where we saw the dealer? Who is yes, because, yeah, you kind of see this white dude. Intriguing leitmotif, I think I've ever Yeah, and, and you got like, who's this, you know, 19-year-old yeah, this, white guy? This strange 30-year-old looking 19-year-old white guy with shaggy mop top hair yeah this guy clearly should be listening to metallica or something going up and being like hey can i get your autograph and and i'm like why don't you take the pen with her that's odd and then i'm like oh it's cocaine right 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 (laughs) and then you have the moment where uh you know bobby's like uh uh, they're arguing again and he goes like uh just like well you know i wanted to tell you about this and and it's like bobby's like no i'm handling i'm taking care of it while he's like you know sipping brown liquor and then (laughs) and then robin's just like well your dad's in the hospital all right that's what i want needed to tell you okay and bobby was like man i was gonna tell her after the after the show all right i was gonna tell you after the show oh yeah and then they got into that little spat and it's just like you gotta Mm -hmm. it's like you gotta pick one of us whitney either bobby or me and i'm just thinking uh, she's like well bobby's my husband but robin's my best friend and i've slept with both of them so it's just like yeah i'm like you really stuck in a rock in a hard place yeah well, no, actually, I think in that moment, she was like, what? He's my husband. He's my husband. He's yeah. my best friend. It was like, but I thought I was your best friend and you said that, right? And it's like, so I'm not your best friend. And So it's fuck me then. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the scene where she goes like, you know what? Fuck it. I can't watch this anymore. I'm leaving. Like that's where yep. her character has a definitive moment. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, yeah. Every time Robin shows up, she's like weirdly advancing her own character for the two minutes right. of screen time yeah. she has. <laughs> and Whitney's just there being like, well, I don't know. And I guess may- maybe that's how it went down. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. But I'd, God I'd, damn. I wonder <laughs> if Bobby and Robin can attest to that in real life. Cause Robin wrote a book mm. and Bobby's still around. So it's, yeah, now, now I did like how they had the moment where, you know, she where they, they kind of addressed the fact that it's like, hey, I'm not the one that got you into cocaine. You was doing that shit before you met me, you know what I'm saying? I just... so, okay, so that brings up something we mentioned earlier about the brothers just disappearing. The brothers mm. were the one that introduced her to coke. Right, yes. That is weird <laughs> that it just never... They're the Jersey up. niggas that introduced her to the coke. <laughs> right, it's like, look, that yes, they did coke together. Yes, their addiction, like, exacerbated the struggles that each one of them had. But it wasn't just Bob, like Bobby didn't start her down that path. Like, yeah, Bobby started cocaine on his own, and I'm sure you know yeah. they had many a coke experience. We've seen videos of them 
I'm pretty sure high as shit see, together. And that's funny as hell, I but wish, also sad. But like, yeah, but I wish I could have seen could have seen that, that. Honestly, could have seen the, them the, struggling the, together. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm breaking down. I'm struggling. But here's the person who's with me because at least they have a similar story to me. They also grew up in this place, and they're also at this level of fame that no one can attain. You know, but right. us. And you know what I'm saying? Like this was this yeah. would have been like around the time I think they would have had that show together. I think it was the early 2000s because the yeah. video, I, the snippet I always remember is them in a jewelry shop trying on jewelry and sunglasses and then they start dancing together and it is simultaneously the funniest and saddest shit ever because <laughs> it's like they're bonded through just being a high as all hell in like a k jewelers which it's like that's kind of cute but also sad like yeah. I wish the codependence of their relationship yes. would have been explored more Absolutely. that's what I feel like I'm getting to at the end of the day yeah because Bobby and Whitney's relationship got less attention than Bobby and Robin's. And Bobby and Whitney's was way longer. Like, yeah, no shade to yeah. Robin. I'm glad we gave it attention. But, like, you know, she was married to the dude. Yeah. They raised a child together. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then you, you, that's the scene where the, the nicest intervention ever, where it's just like, oh, oh my, yeah. my daughter's going to go hang out by the pool and have a good time and play with the dog and all this cutesy stuff in this really nice apartment. And him going like, hey, you you got to stop doing crack, babe. <laughs> you know? Clark's just like, come on, doll. Stop off yeah. the drugs. <laughs> you can't and, and he makes a great point. It's just like, she's like, no, I can handle this myself. I can handle it. And it's just like, can you? yeah, look at all of these people that came before you. Look at these magazines that are only talking about you know, how how you're on crack and are in no way talking about your music anymore. Like, once it becomes more about, you know, the crazy personality than the music, you know what I'm saying? Right. Th that That's when we got a fucking problem because it's like, are we selling your music anymore or are we just selling, you know, your latest madness, you know? Yep, yep. And he made a good point. He's like, I've seen it before, you know, I'll see it again. Now, granted, I've also seen people be like, I mean, Clive Davis probably wasn't a saint either. I'm like, and was a producer. I'm like... Yeah, you're probably gonna want yourself to look at the best light. Right, movie. yeah, so there's that little uh, like it's like that's a fair point. <laughs> Again, we'll never really know these stories. It's the same thing with the NWA movie. We'll never really know these stories until all of these people right. are dead. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll never really know like how the game went down, but you know, it's just, sure. As far as the movie goes, fine. Clive Davis was one of the people what? that that <laughs> encouraged Whitney to get clean. Yeah, I, I'm sure, sure that much as a bare metric is true because you know I somebody sure, had to right like if not if nothing but for the sake of like hey I, I'm sure that affects your bottom line at a point it's like well she's high in the recording booth that's an issue yeah like we're fucking up the money because th that's what they brought up they're like you've only recorded like seven songs in the last couple of years what's going on like yeah and the way they end it just feels so soft too right like Again, you have the nicest crack breakdown ever. <laughs> hey, girl, don't do drugs. Damn, that really makes me think. And the last, like, six or seven minutes is just, like, her doing a couple of performances and being like, oh, she was under strict, you know, supervision during these, you know, last couple of months. And then her under strict supervision. And then it's just all of a sudden, like, it's just kind of like, here's a performance. It's a really great performance, last performance that she did and. Oh, yeah, she died uh, in 2012 from this really shocking thing. Like, they show her in a pool at one point, and then later on, they're like, she died of a pool-related accident. It's like, oh, well, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, every time I was, like, watching Whitney swim or around bodies of water, I suddenly got uncomfortable. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, also, are you trying to forebode something? Because this is a weird way to go about it. Yeah, and also, like I said, this is like, 
at least give us some of the tragedy. You know what I mean? Like, right. it just felt way too light with how they ended it. Really too neat, where it's just like, here's just her performing, and, and just remember the performance. She was the voice. And it's like, okay, but it wasn't that pretty, though. Like, yeah, give us she, something. She had a pretty know? gnarly downfall. Yeah, and, and it, it just feels like they so paper over it. And again, you're dealing with the push and pull of not wanting it to just be you know, tabloid, you know, exploitative. Yeah, you don't want to, like, exploit somebody's suffering, but you do have to be, like, a measured amount of real with it, too. Like, right, absolutely. You know, it's like, yeah, coke and whatnot, you can do that a little bit more, like, tamely, but psychologically, they're probably, you know, you want to show that, but that's what happens when your movie's a highlight reel. Yeah, it's a highlight don't reel. don't really get time to sit with emotions. The movie's a freaking highlight reel. The, the, every moment just felt like, can we please just stay here for a little longer? Can we can we please just explore this emotion a little bit more? No, like her music is all about emotion and we're just going to skip the emotion? What's happening? <laughs> right, it's just like, man, I'm sure there's a lot of complex feelings about, oh, next scene? Oh, okay. Yeah, just as uh, that movie did that, we're going to swiftly just end the shit out of this because, yeah. you know, it feels only fitting. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, do you have anything else to say? The ending was very well shot oh sure it looks great her her drug dealer didn't age whatsoever yeah that's a good point (laughs) because it was a couple of years in between certain songs yeah i'm like it's just the exact same guy yeah but uh, yeah i did really like the the lighting and and the background diamond hanging down like that was a really cool you know aesthetic yeah yeah for the you know for the amas and and everything um Hmm. but it just kind of and, and it, it I was, felt like it didn't really reckon with you know anything that really? media circus that was real. Yeah, yeah like, like there's that there's that nice long scene of her talking with like the waiter who's like, yeah, girl, me and my family oh, yeah. sing all your songs <laughs> and you're the best. And she's like, thank you, that's so nice. And that was the moment where I'm like, see, no, Miyake is actually not that bad when she gets to act, but just yeah. getting out of it, I'm like, man, <laughs> this just. I feel bad because I'm like, it just wasn't good. And then I realized, I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, it's the script. Script just sucks. There's no real, nothing really creative with the cinematography other than that mostly long sweep at the end and those good rotating shots. Um, Time progression was kind of trash because all she did was change wigs. So at some point Mm -hmm. she was 19 and at some point she was 49 or 47. Or in her late thirties, mid forties. Hey, like, black it, don't crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know black don't crack, but like you can't just switch the wigs up and be like, it's been twenty years. I'm like, damn. Really? <laughs> Unfortunately, old girl looked like Brandy. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, I couldn't accept her in the which I guess if the Brandy uh, life story was more you know interesting, I think because like she kind of keeps her head down. You know, she was just kind of like, eh, yeah, I my songs. You know, no be no real big controversies with her. Like, Brandy might have been able to play Whitney at a different point in time, even though they have very mm. different vocal ranges. But, you know, Brandy can act. That's true. But, like, the the comparison I made is, like, a couple of days ago, just in passing, I saw a snippet of... Now, I'll say this for reference. People are going to, you know, sorry, you might take away my black card, but I have yet to see Get On Up. However... Oh, I haven't seen that yet either. <laughs> I saw a snippet of Chadwick as James Brown. It was, like, a minute and a half long. And I'm like, in that minute and a half, mind you, I'm not a master of James Brown, neither. I know about about James Brown as much as I probably know about Whitney Houston. He embodied him. Sounded Mm -hmm. like him. Walked like him. Talked like him. It was a minute clip. I'm like, damn. Damn. I'm like, he sounds just like, it looked just like James. 
it was a minute clip. And I, I didn't get that from Naomi. And I don't want to discredit her. I want her to have a long, positive career. I just hate that, like, this early in what I know yeah. of her, aside of seeing her in Star Wars, like, that this might yeah. be a... A lot of people praise her acting. I wish I could if the script gave her shit to act yeah. with beyond three-minute increments. I'm sorry. I feel bad. She went through all this training for nothing. Yeah, I, I see the brightness of what she could be. I see her shining yeah, through. I agree. You know, through her acting part. But man, it, the the script really does hamper it down with how basic it relatively and is. So yeah, it's the person that did um the script writer who did I think Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm, I heard that was another one that was kind of yeah slipshod and slapped yeah, together. It the, yeah, it was the the screenwriter for Bohemian Rhapsody, and it, this who is keeps like, giving this motherfucker a chance? <laughs> this is his third like biopic because he also did um no. It might be his fourth. He did The Theory of Everything about Stephen Hawking. God damn it. <laughs> he did Darkest Hour about uh, Winston Churchill. He did Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, this is like his He's fourth. He's giving this a chance. It's like his fourth adaptation. Good Lord. No, no, his fifth. He did the two. Po- All his movies are adaptations. Stop giving this dude. God damn it. Do something original. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, because specifically, it felt like like, whoa, we, we're not getting character in these scripts. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really think that's it. I lay this all on his feet. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't want them to glorify the struggles of a black woman that had to navigate, like, addiction and potentially, like, being in a home raised around domestic violence. Like, I am glad that they put, like, a spotlight on a lot of positive moments in her life. Yeah. But here's the, here's the problem that a lot of biopics suffer from. You try to encapsulate the whole life in two and a half hours, you'll never win. Pick a yeah. time period. Right. Pick like a good five years and do that, which is what I figured they would have done and just didn't. That's that's where you screw up. Every, that's where they always miss the mark. You have to pick a time period. That's why uh, Tick, Tick, Boom is a fantastic film because it mm. picks like the time period up to Rent of Jonathan Larson's life of the the plays that he was working on prior to that that led into and inspired from his life leading into Rent. Mm. Because oh, cool. it's only about a couple years. It's like two years, maybe three. You you pick a specific mm. time period on that individual figure's life and focus on that. And it makes the script so much tighter. Like, yeah, you bring up elements of his beginning. You know, it's about the his play, Tick, Tick, Boom. And what influenced like that loosely autobiographic play, it's not about rent, but it does tie into what leads into rent. That's why it's it's a fantastic biopic and musical. It's a dope ass musical. Highly recommend. It's my favorite out of a uh, 2021. But yeah, like if you compare the two, you can easily see where the struggle and difficulty because they tried to do her whole life in two and a half hours versus two hours tight about this one musical that's inspired and around his life. So they're yeah, woven, a, shame, yeah, they're woven a lot better. But yeah, well, at least at least point. we got a good recommendation uh, on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we what, 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 yeah. Andrew Garfield like eats eats down <laughs> hella hard, like you nice. know. But um, I, I'm wishing this cast the best. Like the rest of the supporting cast, I think is pretty strong. They're literally part of the support. I feel bad just that Naomi Aki doesn't get enough time to settle into the role. Um, I mm. think she tried to. I the script didn't allow her. Much more yeah. than like five pit minute pockets. That's what it really was at the end of the day. 
Yeah. All right. Well, this has been the Review New Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, like I said at the beginning, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash rapcritic for ongoing support uh, and getting to see stuff early. And we just had a really good time with... Uh, with uh, we listen to music and we you know play some video games we play Jackbox games and stuff like that so we come through and have a good time there was like a whole rap battle uh, mini game that was <laughs> cool as shit that we did <laughs> so you know it come through or if you just want to do one time donations kofi.com slash rap critic uh, you can request uh, movies music or uh, a music stream for me to do you know what I'm saying get way to act like you want it if you, if you enjoy the content you know what I'm saying support your boy uh, let them know where they can uh, you know support you at you know Oh, yeah, yeah. They can find me on my YouTube channel at Will the Greatest. I also have a podcast called uh, The Ace Podcast. We talk all things art, culture, and entertainment, but more specifically, pop culture entertainment. Been on a light hiatus. I'm trying to get us to do Avatar 2 once I see Oh, so that'll... I'd be down to come through to talk some shit about that one. Okay. <laughs> I will I will certainly <laughs> let you know. Once I get a chance to see it, yeah, make plans and oh, damn. try and do some stuff for uh, 2023. But yeah, you know, might, sure. I don't know, who knows, might do a restructuring too. But yeah, that's where I'm at. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, all those places, all at Will the Greatest. I'm also on TikTok now at Will.TheGreatest. So yeah, <laughs> just give me a look, see. Hell yeah, get getting with it, acting like you want it. Uh yep. but uh <laughs> but until next time, uh ladies and gentlemen, and all in between, I'm the rap critic. And I have been well the greatest. And I, I will always tolerate you. <laughs> oh, I forgot to put a little boom. And uh <laughs> <laughs>